Hello, today is Friday, November the 10th, and you're listening to the Grains Matter Chatter podcast presented by North Gore Grains. I'm your host, Dolores Foster, and I'm joined today by my co-host, Mr. Jeffrey Guy. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening to everybody. So, Jeffrey, it's been another week. It's already Friday, which is hard to, for me to believe anyways, and I think we've seen the most fluctuation we've seen in a long time in our prices this week. So let's get into it. Yeah, prices kind of started positive in the week, but then they ended negative. So we'll just we'll kind of get into some reasons here. But spot corn, unfortunately, it was the, the biggest loser of the week. Closed down $7. Next year was only down a couple dollars. Spot soybeans down about $5. Not quite that much for next year. The wheat market down 3 4 $5. And... Yeah, well, wheat just keeps going negative, but there's lots of reasons for the things here, but let's get into a few things here. Oil prices have been kind of a surprise. They hit a new three-month low this week. Would that be due to the U.S. not increasing their rates? No, so oil prices are more just reflect supply and demand, and there's just more supply out there right now. And somehow, supply isn't getting hurt by what's happening in the Middle East. Everybody thought like there was a premium for about two days or two hours or whatever it was for for oil when the problems started happening in the Middle East, but now it's just been going down. So it's kind of interesting that it's going down when there's all that activity so close to oil-producing nations mm-hmm. in the Middle East. You'd think there'd Something be, that could possibly you'd change You'd think there'd be more quickly. risk in there, but there isn't. And, so oil prices are down. Our dollar really was down this week. We talked last week about the U.S. dollar going down and Canadian prices or Canadian exchange rate strengthening. This week it's kind of moderated back some. So we were down that 0.72 up to 0.73, only a little over 100 basis point range this week. So what really was in the news this week? Uh, let's start off with export sales in the U.S. That was a, a positive. Yeah, were there some? Well, China is, uh, they made some multiple purchases of soybeans out of the U.S. Uh, China and other ones they call unknown destinations, which 90% of the time ends up being China. So that was really positive for soybeans this week. And Mexico keeps purchasing U.S. corn. And it, I thought that Mexico was going to cut off GMO corn. Yeah, that was a talk about I don't know, four or five, six months ago. They weren't going to buy any more GMO corn, and that was a big concern for the U.S. Somehow that's just gone by the wayside. Well, that, so that's a positive thing for the market. It's def- that's positive, and Mexico has been a big purchaser of U.S. corn in the last month, and that's a real positive for it. And let's see, wheat exports in the U.S. Do they exist? Uh, not lately. So they're... It was about three weeks ago, maybe a month ago, they were talking about China buying a bunch of wheat, maybe more this year than other years, but now there's no talk of it. So U.S. wheat just is not it's very competitive. real soft. <laughs> real soft. Not very competitive on the world market. So uh, exports U.S., exports from Ontario. You know, normally this time of year, the export market is pretty vibrant for corn and soybeans. However... This year, not quite so much. They're they're behind on both sides, uh, which really isn't so positive for our marketplace because we're we're sitting on some pretty, if not top, the top, but very, very favorable yields. Yeah. So slow exports out of Ontario and Quebec are 
is very poor for local basis levels. Absolutely. Because there is, well, next thing we're going to talk about was the yields. Soybeans were above average, generally above average to very strong. And corn yields are looking, where, where do you say, Dolores? I don't know, Jeff. I've heard a couple. Uh, I've heard a couple yields in in the countryside, and they're all above five. <laughs> looking like a record. It's looking like a record for Eastern Ontario here, anyways. And uh, yeah, strong cross Ontario. And I talked to a uh, broker in Quebec. He was saying the corn yield there looks like a record above his area was above five ton. And the nice thing, the there was concerns. Remember, old Maffer sent out here concerns a couple of weeks ago about uh, vomitoxin levels in corn, and so far that is starting to get less news. So it doesn't seem to be as big a concern now. Which yeah, is a real. Positive. We haven't heard a whole lot about that uh, this week, anyways. Yeah, that's uh, a couple of weeks. It's that's a positive. That no positive. news is good news. That's on that right. One. <laughs> So in the U.S., their harvest is progressing really well. Last Monday, they said corn was 81% complete, soybeans 91% complete. So let's say for for our catchment area, where do you, where are we? I really us? hope soybeans are above 90% complete. Yeah, I think but that's, uh, corn, I, corn is a little bit tough to to say because there are so many soybeans still. Uh, from what we're hearing, there's still so much that needs to be harvested. So I don't know if we're at, like. Are we at forty percent? Between thirty and forty percent on the corn? I'd say somewhere in there probably. It's uh the tin can I wish we were over fifty, but I don't think that's yeah. true. <laughs> no, I wish we were only twenty five. I, I want more and more and more. So oh, okay. White's got that influence on me through the years. That's right, that's right. So the the tin cans are starting to get full, but not near full and we have lots of room for corn. That's right. We still have room for soybeans. We still have a limited amount of soybean storage. Yeah, for our customers and non-other people, we appreciate a call for bringing in soybeans. So we get back here to market effects. U.S. Federal Reserve, outside influences. They had their meeting. Well, they had just had a lot of speakers this week, including the chairman spoke on Thursday. And he's Thursday afternoon, and he said more increases could be coming if inflation does not stay under control. And that was big time negative for not just for commodity markets, but for all markets. And when it's they say something negative like that, it results in liquidation in the markets, movement to cash by managed money by funds. So, so that was a negative. And then the other negative. big whopper of a negative this week was well we had this yeah the biggest event we're leaving to the last was uh the usda usda monthly was to report on thursday so they that one was just i uh it, it hit a lot harder than i think people were anticipating oh but it could have been worse it could have been, been worse <laughs> i been. was worried it was going to be worse so Small details in it. They increased corn yields from 173 to 174.9 bushels per acre, so an increase of 1.9 bushels. The market was looking for an increase of, what was it, 0.6 or something. You know, So they increased more than what the market was thinking. Uh, this is resulting in the... With the acres they have this year, the largest production number on record for U.S. corn production... So if they're producing more, 
They increase the carryout stocks. That just makes sense. Absolutely. Demand is only so limited. And remember, what's the big thing on demand in the world is Brazil's carrying over. But anyhow, so they increase corn yields. They increase soybean yields. Uh, the market was looking for like a 0.1 increase maybe. They increased by 0.3 up to 49.9 bushels per acre average. That also increased stocks. Wheat. Well, the wheat crop's done in the U.S., but they uh, they played around with global production numbers. They actually decreased global production numbers, and you think that should be a positive. They did increase Russian production numbers, and remember, Russia is the low-cost provider to the world. Russia and the Ukraine, they just ship it out, I think, and... doesn't matter what the price is. It seems like they'll just... It goes out, take it. <laughs> and they, they make the sale. So... If they increase corn yields, increase soybean yields, and what was the result? Prices went down. Prices went down. So so I want to backtrack just a little bit because we did see $615 beans into the elevator earlier this week. What was driving that price so before the USDA report came and kiboshed Remember everything? we talked already about uh, export sales. Okay, that so was that the, was the main driver. That was the big one in soybean meal demand. So that's what I was going to say for... Prices went down, but how can prices come back up? for So for soybeans, I think it's Chinese demand and soybean meal demand going forward. Soybean oil pops up every once in a while for biodiesel, but soybean meal has been the, the real strong, steady one. And remember, we've talked about this many times where Argentina is generally the big exporter for soybean meal, and they had uh, a disaster of a crop this crop last, last year. year. So the U.S. has really been taking up... Uh, and supplying the world with the soybean meal to make up for the, the losses in Argentina. Yeah, and even to back that up and even what helps soybean meal maybe even more this year, the U.S. demand, domestic demand, seems to re- be remaining very strong, and they're always their cash price is higher than their future price in soybean meal. So that's just showing domestic demand is, is, is helping to drive it, and, mm-hmm. which is... I feel somewhat strange, but maybe it's because the exporters have taken so much out, they have to pay more domestically to to keep it. So that's what's possibly to drive soybeans. Corn, so if corn, you know, soybeans were the hardest hit. They were down like 20-some cents yesterday. Corn was only down about 8 cents. So the, uh, but for corn was down generally all week. So what's going to, what could happen to bring corn prices back up? You know, it's export sales. Yeah, really right now, I'd say it's kind of hard to see anything in the short term. But China, we're mentioning China a bunch of times. If they started to purchase U.S. corn, however, remember, Brazil had a record crop. And they're still buying from Brazil. They're buying from Brazil. I think I read 8 million tons in October. They We need that to come over to the, to the States. However, it hasn't. And the other thing that could, and it kind of helped, supported price for a day this week is any major weather problems in South America for their recently planted soybean crop and in Argentina on their corn and soybean crop. So it's, that's just a... Because the, uh, the corn crop is pretty much already made, right? We we, we talked about the U.S. Corn, the US crop. corn crop is 81% done. So yeah, so probably 90%. By so weather for us really doesn't it's, have a huge It's weather effect. in South America. It's weather in South America. And if you think of the weather this year in North America, 
and the droughted areas in the states mm-hmm. through the growing season, how are they keep increasing production numbers? So those corn genetics are just so good down. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, the corn crop just is there even with the stress they had. So that's that one's kind of hard to imagine that happened. And so now we've talked about corn and soybeans, what could help prices? Wheat. <laughs> is there anything that can help wheat? I said, who knows? You know, <laughs> the trend is down. It just, we'll get a little bump and then it'll just pull back. The wheat trend just seems to be Maybe some negative. sort of fuel that, start, that you can make out of wheat, right? Like biodiesel and ethanol. If someone comes up with... Fuel they can make. Who out of knows? Wheat. Maybe like, that'll drive the market. The USDA <laughs> report did increase uh, Ukraine corn corn production. I'm not sure what it did with wheat. The U- Ukraine is exporting, even though they say they're only exporting half as much through the Black Sea as they did before. It still doesn't. It's not helping wheat or corn prices mm-hmm. that way. So who knows? So getting away from the USDA report, I'd uh, I'd like to congratulate our customers who took some risk off the table. On Tuesday, Wednesday, even Thursday morning before the USDA report. Uh, you know, the thought was that the USDA report was probably going to be negative, and it did end up being negative prices. So, mm-hmm. you know, those customers that <clears throat> took some some risk off, I think, is was some great marketing decisions, and i just like to congratulate them. Absolutely. And uh, if, you're lo- if you're looking at the markets, uh, have a look at those 2024 prices because they are actually uh, – Fairly good, a good place to start, anyways, for your marketing if well, you haven't started already. I would people this this week selling corn at two fifty or just above two hundred fifty dollars a ton, and and soybeans at six hundred dollars. You know, that's those are pretty nice numbers to get started. That's Not right. selling. You don't have to sell things. your whole twenty twenty four crop, but somewhere good numbers to get started. With, good so. numbers to get started. That's so right. I think that's been the week. Uh, unfortunately, things were negative, and they ended mostly negative again today, and. You know, hopefully next week we'll bring something more positive to them here. Absolutely. We will be open at the elevator here this weekend. Uh, if you're bringing soybeans, please call ahead as we have limited space. But there's lots of, bring, uh, lots of room for corn, so just bring the corn ahead. Corn is king. So. Thanks for tuning in. And uh, hope everyone has a great weekend, and we'll talk to you next week. Talk to everybody next week. Bye for now.